Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. So, so, today being the last Sunday of um, the month of resurrection, because next month we are starting a new theme, I want to finish off the topic that I've been teaching you, and that topic is what happened on the Passover night. And today is a Sunday of what? A Sunday of what? One more time. Mass Exodus. Mass Exodus. Last Sunday was a Sunday of Exodus. But this Sunday, I've titled it the Sunday of what? Mass Exodus. And, um, you know, I dressed up to come to church this morning. And I started walking out. The Holy Ghost said, no, 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 go back. Change your suit. Ask them, am I right? So they are all waiting for me in the car. Me, I've been sent back to change. Are you hearing me? God is a prophetic God. Who speaks in prophetic ways? Using a prophetic language. So I went back and changed my suit. Now, the reason why that's so significant that I'm sharing this with you is because when God is about to do something new, he does something new. Now you're thinking, what did he say? I said when God is about to do something new, he does something new. Because if he does what he did yesterday, he's not leading you forward. He has led you to your past. The only way God can do something new is by doing something new. If he repeats himself, it's not something new. He has taken you backwards. That's why there's something which is true. It doesn't matter how new the thing may be. There comes a day and a time and a season when that new thing shall be odd. Now I'm confusing you. <laughs> it doesn't matter how new your car could be. There is a day, a time, and a season when the new car shall be an odd car. Now, now I'm speaking your language, aren't I? So, what does it mean? What it means is, God has a big, big problem. Say, big problem. Big problem. His big problem is, he has to present himself to us new. Every single day. Every single moment. Because the problem is, if you look at Revelation chapter number 4, that passage where John is taken before the throne and he sees these four living creatures before the throne. One has the face like a lion, the other one like an ox, the other one like an eagle, 
Another one like a man. The Bible says, day and night they rest not. They shout, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Was, is. So here is your yesterday. Here is your today. And here is your tomorrow. So this God, if yesterday he mesmerized you, you went, wow. Now, if today he does what he did yesterday, you'll go, I've already seen that. It's in human nature. Are you hearing me? So today he must mesmerize you. Not with the same thing that he showed you yesterday, but with another dimension. Are you hearing me? So yesterday you said, holy! But that was yesterday. Today, what do you say? Where will the holy come from? The holy will come from a new dimension that he has unveiled it today. So you shout again, holy! And then tomorrow, he needs to unveil another dimension. That will make you shout again, what? Holy! So the Bible says, holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, which was yesterday he mesmerized us. Today, hey, hey, he has mesmerized us again. Tomorrow, we shall be mesmerized again. Are you following me? Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, which was, he was God then. He wasn't a lesser God. He was God. And today he is God. And tomorrow he shall be God. After tomorrow he shall be God. After tomorrow he shall be God. You are not hearing what I'm talking about. Listen. The Bible says, I have not seen nor ear head, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. So in other words, in other words, what we know about him, that one is history. Revelation is what he will reveal tomorrow. Say, uh-oh. And if the Bible says, but we all with open face, beholding us in the glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into that same image, from glory to glory, then what it means is, if yesterday you changed to an estimation of glory, and if you are making progress, then he must unveil another dimension of glory. Now, once he unveils another dimension of glory, you metamorphose to that. Ah, uh -uh, you are not hearing me. You change to that. Now you experience a new dimension. And you say, wow, God has done a mighty thing in my life. But do you know that that mighty thing that God has done for you today, tomorrow, it shall be history. It becomes history. 
But for him to remain Jehovah God, it means he needs to unveil another dimension of glory. So that's why never write off anybody who is born again. You have never known their future. And your parents don't even know your future. Your bosses don't know your future. Your friends don't know your future. Am I talking to somebody right here? So even if they may write you off today, tell them thank you. You wrote me off on history. But you see, God is not functioning by history. God has got another dimension available yes. for you. Am I talking to somebody right here? Yes. Say yes. Yes. God does not function on history. No. History is where we have been. The future is coming. Say another dimension. Another dimension. Hey. Are we together so far? Yes. Are we together so far? So, when we talk about mass exodus, I'm dealing with something so fundamental today, I want you to understand this thing. That when we talk about mass exodus, I'm talking about the exodus of the whole of humanity. Because in the Garden of Eden, I'm going back to the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve sinned, there was a mass exodus. I know that you only think about Adam and Eve. You don't think about the whole of humanity. But the sin of one man and one woman, the whole human race, the whole human you know, human race, whatever color, whatever, whatever nationality, we all came out of the kingdom of God and went to the kingdom of the devil. It was mass exodus. Think about it. Come on, think about it. Think about it. He didn't sin as Adam only. He didn't sin as Eve only. They sinned as our representative. On that day, there was a massive funeral. And the bony children died in advance. Hey, hey, hey. That's why the sin of Adam and Eve was a big deal. Someone said big deal. Big deal. You know, we're not just dealing with a story of Adam. No. No, we're dealing with the human race. By the sin of one man, death entered into the world. And we all died. Is that in your Bibles? Where? You know, I, you knew I was going to get you on that one, isn't it? Give me... Romans. Chapter 5. Give me 12 all the way to 21. Are you learning something? Say mass exodus. Mass exodus. Mass exodus. Someone say mass exodus. mass exodus. All right. Now, look at the Bible. Wherefore, as by one... What version is that? KJV? Okay. Wherefore, as by one 
man sin. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. Now watch this. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So it's true. There was a mass exodus of humanity out of the kingdom of God into the devil's kingdom. And everybody from that day, when they are born into the world, they are born straight to the kingdom of the devil. Are we together so far? It's a mass exodus. Mass exodus. All right, let's go to the next verse. The next verse says, For until the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. We understand that. Unless... You know, I've seen the, the, the police or the, the road traffic, they change the speed limit. Where you're doing 100 k's an hour, they'll come and put 75. You know what it means? You know what it means? If you continue doing 100 k's on that road, after they put 75, you have committed sin. Are you hearing me? But all along, you were doing 100 and no one was worried about it. That's what the Bible is saying there. Sin does not need the law. Sin is sin. Because in the days of Adam and Eve, they didn't have the law of Moses. The law of Moses came later. Are you hearing me? But still sin was there. The only difference is imputation of sin is based on the law. However, how do we know that man was still a sinner even if there was no law? How do we know that? We know that according to verse number 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Do you see that? So the law came in the days of who? Moses. Am I right? However, although there was no law in quotes and quotes, as long as anyone was born in the kingdom of the devil, death was reigning over them. Are we together so far? Even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Who is the figure of him that was to come? Wait a minute. So in other words, even people who didn't disobey God, they were still born sinners. We were not there. Your mother was not there. Your grandparents were not there. However, as long as they were connected to the first Adam, death was imputed on them. Death came upon them. Death was ruling over them. Are we together so far? Uh-huh. And then the Bible says, this Adam was a figure of him that was to come. Say, God is a prophetic God. God is a prophetic God. Who speaks in prophetic ways. Who speaks in prophetic ways. Using a prophetic language. Using a prophetic language. So the Bible says, the first Adam was prophetic. Do you know how he was prophetic? Do you know how he was prophetic? Can I show you something? Think about it. There are two people. One has eaten, the other one hasn't eaten. Do you know that there was a time when Adam and Eve were separated? Eve had eaten the fruit. Adam hadn't eaten yet. Come on, think about it. They were in two dimensions. They were in two realms. 
Eve had already entered the devil's domain. Adam was in the domain of God. Difficult choice. My love, love has entered. I'm outside. What should I do? Love, 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 love. You can't come back to where I am. Me only can come to where you are. I don't know whether you're hearing me. So Adam had a choice to make. That's why your Bible says there was only one person who was deceived. Her name was Eve. Adam was not deceived. No, he made a choice. He went to love, love. You know love, love. I am coming with you. Big mistake. <laughs> but, but I can imagine the conversation. Honey, you know I can't live without you. You better die with me, honey. Can you come? Die with me, honey. Oh, boy, I love you, you know, but I want to do, I, I, I do this thing. Oh, honey. <laughs> the moment she said, oh, honey, Adam melted. <laughs> said, bring it, let me eat it. <laughs> um. They were both dead. But all that was a prophecy. Someone said prophecy. Prophecy. Say prophecy. Prophecy. Why? Because Jesus and us, uh -huh, we were in two realms. We were in the realm of death. Jesus was in the realm of life. But he came to represent us. He came to deliver us from the realm of death. The only way he could deliver dead people was for him to join us in death. Ah, you are not in what I'm talking about. He had to join us in what? In death. He wasn't tempted. It was a decision. Exactly what the first Adam did. He joined Eve in death. And then he said, God, the two of us are now here. <laughs> I don't know how it would have worked if Adam had refused. It would have been a disaster. Are you hearing me? Jesus was not deceived. He chose to take our sin and join us in death. Are you hearing me? And he joined us in what? In death. But the only difference is Jesus knew how to get out of death. Ah, you're not hearing what I'm talking about. He says, God has given me a commandment. No one can take my life from me. I've got the power to lay it down. I've got the power to take it up again. Are you hearing me? So he joined us in death. But however, he didn't die to die. He died so that he could take us out of death. Am I talking to someone right here? Shout yes. Yes. Imagine, think about it. Someone is lost in the, in the forest. Huh? You send someone who can also be lost to look for the lost in the forest. What will happen? Both will be lost. So if someone is lost in the wilderness, you need to send someone who knows how to come out of there. Are you following me? So Jesus entered the realm of death by carrying our sin. Are you following me so far? He carried our sin and then he joined us in death. But the difference is this man called Christ was not a sinner. 
But God made him sin for us. Who knew no sin that we, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Are you hearing me? He died on our behalf. He joined us in the state of death, being separated from Jehovah God. That's why he cried on the cross, my Lord, my God, why have thy forsaken me? Why am I separated from you? You are separated from God because he joined us as sinners in the death, in, in the realm of death. But this man called Jesus had a punch. Someone say punch. No. I want you to do it nice. You know, in Australia, you do like this, they arrest you. <laughs> it's, called, it's called violence. <laughs> we saw you clinching your pan. You're like, what? Jesus had a punch. The punch was simple. The punch was simple. Are you following what I'm saying? The punch was simple. He knew how to enter death. He knew how to come out. That power, that power that Jesus had to lay down his life and to pick it up again. Nobody! I'm saying nobody in the whole of humanity ever had that power. Everybody who came before Jesus, there was a guy called King Solomon. The guy was a multi-billionaire, multi-trillionaire. Are you hearing me? He lived his life flamboyantly. Talk about throwing parties. Every day the guy was throwing parties. Talk about marrying. Every day was a wedding day. He was marrying one woman in a single day. Are you, I don't know whether you hear what I'm talking about. Talk about enjoyment. The guy had enjoyment to the max. And then he died. You know what? He only had one way in. One way ticket. He didn't have a return ticket. <laughs> he died. Death went, I got you. He said, my name is Solomon. So, Solo what? <laughs> ah, Solomon. I'm the king of Israel. Nonsense. You are here. Boom. Death got him. Are you following what I'm saying? There was another guy. His name was Muhammad. He said, me, I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. Okay. Here's the book God has given me. Okay. But death is like, oh, I'm waiting for you. You can do whatever you do. You can tell everybody whatever you want to tell. And then death got him. Boom. Brought him down. Prophet, do something. Do something. He said, in three days I will rise again. <laughs> do something. What happened up to today? There was another guy called Buddha, whatever they call him. He said, me, I'm the great wise one. If you live by my wisdom, you shall have a good life. Ah, death is like, ah, so you claim to be a great one. I'm waiting for you. Boom, got him. I don't know whether you're for what I'm saying. Everybody who ever came, everybody who ever lived in planet Earth, they were got by death, they were locked down in the grave. They remained there. They didn't have the key to come out. The key was only given to one man called Jesus Christ. And that is the only difference 
between Jesus and the prophets of God, between Jesus and all the all, all the great men, are you are you hearing me? We are not denying their wisdom. They had the wisdom. They taught their people wisdom. They wrote big books, great books, grand you know, philosophers, the Socrates, you know, the, the whatever they call themselves. You know, they brought a lot of knowledge, a lot of knowledge in medicine, cure the sick, heal the world. But when it came to death. Aha. Are you hearing me? Not even Archimedes could find an cure to death. Someone said death. That's the final roadblock. That's it. People will find a cure very soon to cancer. There was no cure for malaria. Am I right? People were dying like mass exodus from malaria. I suffered from malaria from when I was a baby my whole life. Malaria. Hey, killer disease. Hey. But there was a time they found a cure. So you suffer malaria. They give you an injection called quinine or chloroquine. Huh? You know this chloroquine they are talking about COVID-19. Remember? They were fighting about chloroquine cures. That was a bunch of nonsense. I've grown up on chloroquine. I was even smelling chloroquine. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm talking about? So they can find a cure for cancer. They can find a cure for whatever sickness. But they will never find a cure for death. They will never. They may delay it. They may postpone it. Oh, you need to eat healthy. Run around. So you see, you know, me, I enjoy driving here in the morning when I see people running. I'm like, do you see that one? He's postponing death, that one. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. <laughs> Here in the morning, they go to the gym. Like that one is postponing death. And then I drive to McDonald's. <laughs> Because for me, that place is not a place of no worry. It's a place of graduation. The life I have in me is not a human life. It is the divine life of God at work in me. Are we together so far? So, so, Jesus was not tempted to join us in death. He came purposefully. He came willingly. He joined us willingly. So all of us, we are now in death. But Jesus had the power. He said, this commandment hath God given me to lay down my life and pick it up again. That was the secret. So if you are going to think about the difference between every religion and Christianity, do you know what it is? The resurrection. Someone said the resurrection. That's why the Buddhist, because they could not answer resurrection, they said, ah, when you die, you become a frog. Mm. Then when you die a frog, you become an elephant. Yeah. They call it incarnation. And you find yourself in McDonald's as a chicken. But you know, <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> that's for another day. 
Now, if you, if you go to India, you find yourself on the road. Hey, don't kill cows. They're gods. Don't eat them. Nonsense. They, are, they, they could not find a solution to resurrection. They could conquer death. They can conquer whatsoever, everything and anything. The only one thing they could never defeat is death. So death is a test. It's a test. Test. Whoever passes there, that one must be worshipped. I don't know whether you're hearing me. Whoever passes that test, that one qualifies to be worshipped. That's why when Muhammad was writing the Quran, he struggled with the whole concept of death and resurrection. Do you know how he solved it? He said, ah, now I know. Jesus didn't die. Uh-huh. So, what happened? They grabbed someone who looked like Jesus and put him on the cross. Jesus ran away. Okay, so where is he? God, he took him. Oh, how old is he now? He's 2,000 years old. <laughs> where is he? He's in heaven. You see now, this death. Someone said death. So, in dying, there was mass exodus. The whole of humanity entered into death. Now, Jesus joined us into death. Are we together so far? So, which means in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, they also ought to, they also ought to be what? Mass exodus of humanity coming out of death, coming back to life. Someone say yes. Ah, you're not hearing what I'm talking about. If it happened that way, it must also happen this way. Because the first Adam took us there. And then the second Adam, his job was to come and take us out of there back to life. Someone say yes. Yes. Watch this. Watch this. Give me the scriptures. Give me the scriptures. Verse number 15 now. Are we 15? Okay, let's start from 14 again because you have forgotten probably where I was. Let's look at the verse again. One, two, three, go. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. Ah, Adam was a prophetic figure. He was representing someone who was to come. Are we together so far? Are we together so far? Aha. Uh-huh. Say one more time. God is a prophetic God. God is a prophetic God. Who speaks in prophetic ways. Who speaks in prophetic ways. Using a prophetic language. Using a prophetic language. So we know that that first Adam was a prophecy. And all his actions were a prophecy. Are we together so far? Next verse. Next verse. Aha. Uh-huh. But not as the offense so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead. Aha. For if through the offense of one, many be dead. 
mass exodus. We moved out of the God's kingdom into the devil's kingdom in mass. Much more. Someone said much more. Much more. The grace of God and the gift by grace which is by one man. Who is that one man? Jesus Christ hath what? Abounded unto many. Ah. That verse is so beautiful. That verse is so beautiful. The sin of one man brought the whole of humanity into death. Are you hearing me? The obedience of one man, Jesus Christ, brought the whole of humanity out of this realm of death. Let me put it in a different way. Gave grace available, made grace available, released grace to the whole of humanity so that anybody who wants, anybody who wants, anybody who wants can receive eternal life. Say, oh, oh. Uh -oh. Say, oh, oh. So in other words, there are people who shall die not because they are dead. <laughs> Can I go deeper? There are people who shall die not because they are dead. Why? Say, why? Because Jesus brought us out of the realm of death already. He liberated us from the devil's kingdom already. But then we are in no man's land. Are you following me? Because the only time you join the kingdom of God is when you accept the salvation of Jesus. Then you become a child of God. So the whole of humanity is in no man's land. Here. Why? Because Jesus brought us out of the power of death. He liberated the whole of humanity from the power of darkness. And he brought us here. So everybody born is born here in no man's land. So when you say, Lord Jesus, come into my life, the Bible says you are given the right, the power to become the what? A child of God. So these people here in no man's land, they shall die Huh? They shall what? Die. When they shouldn't have died. That's why the Bible says second death. Second what? Death. Second death. I receive. Ah, are you following me? Because of time. Can I stop right now? Can I teach like a prophet? Yes, Papa. All right. Let's continue. Verse number. We're now verse what? 16. One, two, three, go. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Do you see what it says? 
when Adam sinned, he only sinned one sin. Am I right? Only one sin. And then everybody was condemned. One sin by one man. The whole world condemned. Jesus Christ, uh -huh, what happened? One man walking in the ways of God. Now, people had so many offenses. There was murderer, there was witchcraft, there was stealing, there was water, boshoni, there was all these million sins. Are you following me? All of them were wiped out by the obedience of one person. That's why I'm saying what Jesus did is more powerful than what Adam did. Because Adam, by one sin, the whole humanity went into sin. But now Jesus, one obedience, covered so many sins. He didn't only save people with particular sins. He saved whatsoever sin a person may have. Whatsoever sinner. So in other words, there's nobody beyond God's grace. Ah, Ah! Because if it was that, then there was no chance for me. I was the chief sinner. Are you getting what I'm saying? The apostle Paul says, hey, ah, if God was selective, there was no chance for me. And then he begins to list the sins. What does he say? Me, I didn't just steal. I killed the Christians. I persecuted the church. I'm a murderer. I don't know whether you are hearing me. Some of you, you know, your life has been good, you know. You were not thieves. <laughs> you were not punching people. You were brought up in a good way. And then you gave your life to Jesus. And then there are those. And then there are that, that one. I'm talking about the one behind you. Don't look back though. They will know that you are looking at them. <laughs> are, you, are you hearing what I'm saying? People who had really done sin, God is to reach out to them because of the obedience of one man, Jesus Christ. They were all saved. They were all redeemed by the grace. Someone said, that is grace. That is grace. Say that is grace. That is grace. You see, but the free gift is of many offenses. The free gift is of what? Many offenses unto justification. All right, verse 17. For if by one man's offense, for if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men unto condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Say yes! Yes! Oh, that is powerful. That one is powerful.
That one is powerful. Someone say powerful. Powerful. Say there's hope for me. There's hope for me. And my family. And my family. And my children. And my children. And my whole village. And my whole village. Verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So, by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Now watch verse number 20. Verse 20 is a punch. Verse 20 is a punch. Moreover, the law entered that what? So when people, I remember someone was asking me, why don't you preach about the Ten Commandments of Moses? I said, well, one, I'm not Moses. <laughs> do I look like Moses? Seriously? Or do I speak like Moses? I can't teach the Ten Commandments. That's the reason why. Why did God give them the law? You think God gave them the law so that they can live a good life. Right? 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 Okay, look. What does it? One, two, three, go. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. Where, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might what? Alright, so if you've got ten laws, ten laws, Ten laws. If a person breaks all the ten laws, how many, how many offenses are there? Ten. If you've got hundred laws, and a person breaks the hundred laws, how many offenses are there? What is abounding? So by increasing the law, uh -uh, not grace yet, by increasing the law, the offenses are also what? I don't know whether you know what I'm saying. The problem is not the do's and the don'ts. The problem is man was born a sinner. Man's spirit is dead. So it's not how many laws you give him. You might as well give him 1,000 laws. He'll break all the 1,000 laws and have 1,000 offenses. You might even give him only one law. He'll still break it and have one offense. The problem is not the number of laws. Like in Australia, they make a law to govern the law. And then they make another law to make that law which they made to make it more strong. It's madness. Madness. Man's problem is not how many laws you give him. Man's problem is he's born a sinner from Adam. It's not the laws. You can give him 2,000 laws. In fact, if there's a country, there should be no crime is Australia. Australia is one of the most regulated countries in the whole world. They've got more laws in Australia than you think. Believe you me. Believe you me. Here in Australia, Sangha, they've got laws. Even some of them, you don't even know them. I'm telling you. There's a law about a law.
But if there's a country, <laughs> people commit crimes. <laughs> it's Australia. Crazy crimes. Crazy. crazy. I'm talking about crazy. Someone was driving in a car with $3 million cash. The police stopped him. Say, can we look on the bags? $3 million on the back seat in three bags. Let's look in the car. You've got $3 million cash. You must be a criminal. In Malawi, $3 million, the police will say, can I, can I have some of this, please? <laughs> You're a good man, you drive well. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. <laughs> Zona, that's very true what I'm saying. <laughs> $3 million in your car? Who cares? When did it become a crime? <laughs> Serious. The other time I wanted to withdraw $40,000 in cash. How much? In what? Do you know how many forms I had to fill and sign? They even rang the police headquarters. We've got a gentleman here. He wants to withdraw 40000 Australian dollars. Uh, we are worried. We are very, very concerned. We think it's a lot of money. I'm like, nonsense. That's not a lot of money. It's only $40,000. What are you talking about? But this money, you need to investigate. Hey, sir, can we have your driver's license? They went to scan my driver's license. I'm standing there. You know, <clears throat> you dress to kill, you know. <clears throat> that made him even stand straight now. I'm like, <clears throat> You even put your, your shoe like this so they can see that there's something up there. Am I talking to someone out here? What is $40,000? What's the matter? Just give me my money. Is it coming from my account? Yes. Is the signature the same? Yes. Is the ID the same? Yes. Just give me my 40000 What I do with it is none of your business. Okay, that's for another day. <laughs> receive. The problem with the humanity is not the laws. The problem with the humanity, they were born from a dead Adam. So Christ came to bring us out of there. Now the other part of the verse says, but where sin abounded, grace did much or more abound. So in other words, if a man has broken five laws, he needs grace to cover the five laws. If a man has brought, broken 10 laws, he needs grace to cover how many laws? 10. So you see, so there's more grace in 10 laws being broken than grace there is in 5 laws being broken. So when sin is increasing, how did God increase sin? God increased sin by giving them more laws. He made them realize how helpless they were. How do you make a person realize that they're helpless? Give them more laws. They'll keep breaking each one of them. They say, if you give us a law uh, not to eat McDonald's, I think it will be holy. Oh. 
don't eat, thou shalt not eat McDonald's. You know what? They would dig underground, start making McDonald's down there in the ground. Because the craving for McDonald's. No, the prophet will say, we are fasting tomorrow. The woman that said tomorrow, McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's. I just don't have McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> Papa, <laughs> you know my father, you know I love you so much, my father. So me in the spirit, I quickly Google. I see you eating a McDonald's. <laughs> okay, I'm like, okay, so what is it, son? Papa, you know, I was tempted. I ended up in McDonald's. <laughs> Are you hearing me? The problem is not the law. So God gave them the law to prove to humanity that they were very, very bad. So don't rejoice in the law of Moses. The law of Moses was never given to help anybody. It was given to condemn. Are we together so far? <laughs> So when you find people saying, hey, the Ten Commandments, hey, your church doesn't talk about it, tell them, go ahead with your Ten Commandments. We are okay. Be happy with your Ten Commandments. Don't argue with them. They will not even listen. In fact, they don't have enough ears to hear anyway. Verse 21, that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so mighty grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. So is it true that by the sin of Adam, death entered into the world? What is the answer? Yes. So which means it is also true that by the grace of Jesus Christ, and that grace brought righteousness unto eternal life. It means when you become born again, you are assured 125% that by being born again, you have received the righteousness of God. And when you check out of this life, you shall spend eternity with God. Someone say yes. Yes. So resurrection of Jesus is a surety for your salvation. Now I can go to Bondi Beach. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Are you blessed? Have you learned something? Have you picked up something? Say so it's a new era. It's a new era. It's a new dimension. It's a new dimension. It's a new level. It's a new level. Say, my God. My God. Is doing. Is doing. Something new. Something new. In my life. In my life. In the name of Jesus. 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 Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. Do something new. Do something new. In my life. In my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, pray. Give me Exodus chapter 12. This is 35. To 42. Exodus chapter 12, verses 35 to 42. Say mass exodus. One more time. Say mass exodus. 
Now, the part that I haven't touched on because of time is the fact that all the suffering of humanity came because of the one sin of Adam. Is that correct? So, in other words, there was collateral damage, collateral loss that the whole of humanity suffered from on that day Adam sinned. Now, don't forget that God had put Adam in a garden. Someone say garden. That, was, that garden was planted by God Almighty himself. It was a place of beauty, a place of splendor. It was rich. And the Bible says the place is full of gold. Someone say gold. Yeah. There are four rivers there. And the God from that land is good. Do you know what? When Adam was chased out of the garden of Eden, do you know that God didn't allow him to carry even one single piece of God? So in other words, that day, there was not only mass death of humanity, there was also mass loss of wealth. I don't know whether you're hearing me. There was a mass loss of what? Wealth. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Please, I'm begging, don't miss this. That day when man died and was chased out of the garden of Eden, there was a mass loss of wealth. The Bible says that land, the garden of Eden, there's God, there's delium. It mentions a lot of stuff. And it says the God from that land is good. So when Adam and Eve were chased out, they ran away empty-handed. So all these verses you are about toiling, you shall eat the sweat of your brow, all that, all that. It was outside the garden in poverty. So poverty is not a blessing. Poverty is a curse. Say, I refuse. I refuse poverty in my life. Poverty in my life. So which means the day Jesus resurrected, If there was a mass exodus of people coming out of the devil's kingdom, there must be a reverse. Remember your prophetic people. You need to learn to hear what God is saying without him saying. By doing one thing, you pick up the rest of the things that God did. Are we together so far? Let's see, what did he do in the book of Exodus? Chapter 12, verses 35 and 36. Let's begin with those two verses. One, two, three, go. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And the Lord God gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent unto them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. And the children of Israel journeyed. I, that's where. No, that's all. That's all. That's all. I don't know whether you saw what I'm seeing there. Okay. Okay. Let me shock you. Can I shock you a little bit? Can I shock you? Go to Exodus chapter 3, 21 and 22. Remember, Jesus died. On the exact day, the children of Israel came out of Egypt. 
Remember that the Passover was about who? Christ. So whatever happened in the days of Moses, it was a prophetic act of what Jesus would fulfill. Are we together so far? Are we together so far? My young people there, are we together so far? Just wave at me. Just wave at me. Oh, you, oh, you young people. Just wave at me. Uh-huh. Wave at me again. Wave again at me. Uh-huh. I'm focusing on you young people. Do you know why? Do you know why? Your parents had to sweat to lay a foundation. I don't know whether you're hearing me. They had to sweat to lay what? A foundation for young people. Now, any young person in my church who shall ever, ever not be a millionaire, I shall, be, I shall have a big problem with that young person. I'm telling you, I'm t- this revelation remaining poor, like literally, the, what I'm teaching you now, remaining just getting by. Like for real? Someone said, no. Uh-uh. I don't know what's your, in your mother tongue. Eli. <laughs> Exodus chapter 3, verses 21 and 22. <laughs> now look at this. This is the time God is having the first conversation with Moses about taking the children out of the children of Israel out of what? Egypt. For the first time. What did he say? And I read like a prophetic church. One, two, three, go. Uh-huh. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall come to pass that when ye go, ye shall not go empty. Uh-uh, wait a minute. When you go, you shall not what? Now, what makes you think that when Jesus resurrected, he brought us out empty? So this is an error. This is an error. It must be corrected. It must be corrected. Today. Today. Now. Now. You see, God is making a prophecy. He says, Moses, listen, when these people are going out, I will give them favor before the Egyptians. They will not go out empty-handed. Ah. Verse 22. One, two, three, go. But every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her that sojourneth in in her house jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and ye shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters, and ye shall spoil the Egyptians. I've got a bit of, I know, I know, I know, I know. We see, but we don't see. That verse should have made all the women shout in this building. No, look at the verse. Look at the verse. What does the verse say? Too late. Too late. I've changed my mind. 
Can we talk about the men now? Yes. You see? <laughs> you didn't, it says a woman. Now, can I break down one verse, one word there? I know the word which is uh, not giving the understanding. Is that word borrow there? Borrow is a mistranslation. That word there is demand. So in other words, on that night, do you know what God said? You need to go to any Egyptian you want. When you go there, tell him, hey, I want that God, I want that God, I want that God, I want that God. I want that Mercedes-Benz, I want that Porsche, I mean, I know who I'm talking about. Ah! Hey! Don't think like uh, 6,000 years ago. In those days, they went to demand gold and silver, jewels. That was the big deal. But today, everybody is wearing some jewels of some sort. It's not a big deal. But today, owning a house is a big deal. I'm not talking to somebody out here. Say yes. yes. The word there is not borrowing us, please. Uh, can I have this? Because you borrow to return. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You borrow to give back. Am I right? You borrow to return. But God is not saying you shall borrow to give it back. Oh, you shall demand and take it with you. Say yes. Yes. That's why born again Christians are the poorest people on earth. Born again Christians are poor. Why? They are not walking in their revelation. That's why God says my people are destroyed for lack of revelation. Am I talking to someone out here? Say I disconnect. I disconnect. I'm talking about you who is born again. When Jesus resurrected, when he came out of the grave, he didn't come out a poor man. Oh boy, I want you to throw away your theology. You see, the Bible says Jesus became poor that we should be what? Rich. Is that in your Bible? That Jesus became what? Poor that we should be what? Now, you mean he died. He was buried. Three days in the grave. He came out still poor. Uh -uh. Someone say no. Say no. no. Say no. no. Uh, you get what I'm saying? By the time he was being buried, he carried all the sicknesses and all the diseases. Is that correct? By the time he was being buried, he carried all our sins. Is that correct? All our infirmities. Is that correct? Don't you know that poverty is an infirmity? It is a weakness. You are not able to achieve what you want to achieve. You are not able to do what you want to do because you are limited by your finances. When Jesus died, poverty also died. That's why me, I refuse to be poor. Say, I refuse to be poor. I refuse to be poor. Uh -uh. Say mass exodus. Mass exodus. I'm talking about now as I'm speaking now. When we begin to pray, I want you to see yourself not walking around like a poor person. Oh, you need to think about yourself. You are loaded with the resources of heaven. You are loaded with the resources of Jehovah God. Shout yes. Yes. It was prophesied. 
Say favor, 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 favor. Come on, say favor, favor, favor. Say favor, favor, favor. You see, you can't be more holier than God. Ah, uh-uh. if God says I will do it, who are you to say I will not take it? Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? I wish I knew these secrets when I was young. Imagine where could I have been by now. Say neighbor, it's not yet too late. All right, let's read. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they borrowed of the Egyptians. Now, I want you to remove borrowed, put demanded. What are you going to use there? Demanded. You know, do, 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 you know, do, you know, do, 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 do you know the problem? Do you know the problem? Your wealth is in the hands of the Egyptians. When I was doing social sciences in the, in the university, one of the courses we studied was the importance of poverty. Poverty is very important in every society because poverty gets the many jobs done. Poverty gets the smelly jobs done. Poverty gets the low jobs done. So poverty is very important to the running of society. And the rich perpetuate poverty in order to maintain a workforce. Say Egyptians. Egyptians. Today, Today, you are vomiting vomiting. what belongs to me. What belongs to me. I'll prove it to you. Remember, if I can't show you in the Bible, don't what? Don't take it. Are we together so far? All right, let's read again. Now you are using the word what? Demanded. All right, one, two, three, go. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they demanded of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent unto them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. Give me Isaiah chapter 45, verses 1 to 3. (laughs) Isaiah chapter 45, verses 1 to 3. I told you that, um, all right, let's read together. 1, 2, 3, go. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed Gerard. Ah! 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 (laughs) I got you! Gotcha! I got you on that one. I got you. Let's read again. One, two, three, go. Thus says the Lord to his anointed to Gerard. 
Wait a minute. You are a prophetic church. What God spoke to one, he spoke to all. What God did for one, he can do it for the other. So put your name there. Are you ready? Are you ready? One, two, three, go. Thus saith the Lord to his Christian, to Cyrus, those whose uh, right uh, hand No, no have... Cyrus there. Remember, if God takes you to what happened, he's taking you backwards. We're talking about a new thing today. All right, so that's not... J. I love that one. Are you hearing me? In the prophetic, you deal with logos and rhema. Rhema is what God is speaking to you now. He might have been talking to Pharaoh. He might have been talking to Abraham. So many thousands of years ago, when the word comes, it comes fresh. And you say, God is talking to me. And that's the difference between the scriptures and history. Because history, we only think about history, history, history. But what we don't know that history is a story of how God changed somebody's life. So we call it his story. So we, in short, we call it his story. But it's his story. Somebody's story. Amen. Say, so it's my story. It's my story. I told you. That in Streams International, we are making history. Are you hearing me? We are making what? How are we making history? We are making history by the stories of the testimonies. Are you hearing me? When God is doing things in Streams International, we have a testimony. That testimony becomes your story. But after two days, that story becomes what? His story or her story. Now put your name there. Are you ready? You can even put the names of your grandchildren. If it was in Malawi, I would have said include even your chicken there. But in Australia, people don't have chicken. So anyway. I know what I'm talking about. You know, the state council came on my street. They planted trees. You know, they planted trees. They sent us a letter. We're going to be planting trees in your streets. I'm like, okay, why didn't you ask me first? But anyway, I said, okay, go ahead. So they planted a tree. So the other day I went to speak to that tree. I said, tree, do you know that you are the most blessed tree of all these trees on this street? <laughs> so the tree was listening to me. He didn't understand what I, was, what I was talking about. I said, you see, that neighbor there is a Muslim. That neighbor there is a Muslim. That tree there is planted in front of the house of a Muslim. But you, you, you are blessed to be on my ground here. So I told you that tree, I said, do you see all these trees? We are the same size today. But I'm commanding to outperform all of them. Say, yeah! Yeah. Okay, that's for another day. All right. <laughs> Let's go back to the scripture. Now put your name there. One, two, three, go. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Christian, whose right hand I have holden 
to subdue nations before him, and I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two-leaved gates, and the gates shall not be shut. Uh -huh. Next. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name, am the God of Israel. Listen to me. They are hidden treasures. All you see is people getting rich. I'm telling you. All you see them is getting what? And then you start scratching your head. That time you are driving to work in the morning at 8 o'clock. <laughs> are you from what I'm saying? You see them getting... Oh no, I'm amazed. You know, the other day I was driving to... Is it Paramatta? I saw these high-rise buildings. One after the other. People are working there. They are building. They've got these machines. So I said, ask myself, I said, wait a minute. Where do people get this money from? I'm looking at my bank account. I'm like, <clears throat> what do those people see in their bank accounts? I said, no, enough is enough. Someone said, enough is enough. Enough is enough. The rich perpetuate poverty. They will never tell you their secrets. They are happy for you to be an employee. That's it. That's it. But say enough is enough. Enough is enough. Say today. Today. I receive favor. I receive favor. I receive power. I receive power. To get wealth. To get wealth. In the name of Jesus. 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 Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. I decree. I decree. And declare. And declare. And demand. And demand. A mass exodus. A mass exodus. Of wealth. From the kingdom of darkness. From the kingdom of darkness. Into the kingdom of God. Into the kingdom of God. Into my hands. Into my hands. Into my bank account. Into my bank account. In the name of Jesus. In the name. The last one. Last one. Say mass exodus. Mass exodus. Give me chapter twelve of Exodus, chapter four, uh, chapter twelve, verses forty-one and forty-two. After that, I am done. One, uh, one, two, three, go. And it came to pass at the end of the 430 years, even the selfsame day, it came to pass that all the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It is a night to be much observed unto the Lord for bringing them out from the land of Egypt. This is that night of the Lord to be observed of all the children of Israel in their generations. I don't know whether you people, you see what I see in the Bible. Huh? And it came to pass at the end of the 430 years, even the, in other words, 
430 years to the very day. Bang! Tell me it was an accident. Tell me it was an accident. Tell me it was coincidental. Who was keeping the dates? Counting. Because God already prophesied to Abraham that your children shall be in a foreign land for 400 years. They shall be tormented and they shall be captives for 400 what? Now, there the Bible says 430, but captivity was only what? 400 years. Because the 30 years are the years when Joseph was in power. Don't forget that. Alright? So the children of Israel came to Egypt when Joseph was what? In power. After 30 years, he died. And then they arose another Pharaoh and they put them in bondage. So they were slaves for 400 years out of the what? 430. Now, if you are prophetic, you begin to think about the number 40 multiplied by 10. You are too slow. No, 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 you are too slow. I said you are too slow. Hey! Can you wake up like a prophetic church? Don't you know that 400 years is the 40 multiplied by 10? And the 40 is the number of testing. Trials. Say 40. 40. The number of testing. Testing. And the trials. Are you with me? Now that multiplied by what? 10. That's why Jesus fasted for how many days? Moses fasted for how many days? Elijah fasted for how many days? 40. That's why they whipped him. How many whips? 40. You see, some, some commentators say 39. But they miss the point. It must be 40. Everyone else was whipped. The Apostle Paul whipped 40 minus 1, which is 39. Because he was not the Christ to complete all trials and testing. So the children of Israel, it was the 40 years multiplied by what? 10. It couldn't be 401. Otherwise, it breaks the prophetic model. It had to be 40 by 10. Someone said 10 generations. 10 generations. Because one generation is how many years? 40. One generation is what? 40. 40. And then 40 multiplied by how many generations? I'm looking at you. If Christ doesn't come, do you know how much wealth you're going to leave for your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren and your great-great-grandchildren to the 10th generation? Someone say yes! Yes! How many generations? 10. 10. Say that's my portion. That's my portion. Say, that's me. That's me. A generation is 40 years. That's why the children of Israel went the wilderness for how many years? 40 years. Are you ready for prayer? Say, mass exodus. Mass exodus. So the prayer we're going to pray today I'm telling you the prayer we're going to pray today. There will be mass exodus of people connected to you coming out of darkness 
Those children of yours who are, who are busy doing crazy things out there, you have been crying, you have been praying, but I want to prophesy to you, the day you are waiting for is today. The time you are waiting for is right now. Oh, yes. Am I talking to someone right here? Yes. Say yes. Yes. Not only will they be saved, their children will be saved. Their children's children will be saved. Their children's children, children's will be saved. Children, 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 children will be saved. Children, 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 children will be saved. Children, 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 children. Oh yes. Ten generations. If the Christ tarries. Someone said ten generations. Ten generations. One more time, say ten generations. Ten generations. They will not know what will be hitting them. I'm telling you. If a curse can last for so many generations, what about a blessing? No, come on, talk to me. What about a blessing? Say mass exodus. Mass exodus. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. I decree and declare. I decree and declare. And demand. And demand. Today. Today. This moment. This moment. Mass exodus. Mass exodus. Of everybody. From everybody. Connected to me. Connected to me. Out of the hands of the devil. Out of the hands of the devil. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Out of no man's land. Out of no man's land. Today. Today. I push them. I push them. Into the kingdom of Christ. Into the kingdom of Christ. Let them be born again. 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 Up to ten generations. Up to ten generations. Up to ten generations. Up to ten generations. There shall be nobody. There shall be nobody. Who shall not be saved. Who shall not be saved. In my generation. In my generation. You are a generational God. You're a generational God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom. Shalom.